Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Punk Till I Die podcast number 11. 11, yes. We are excited to be here. I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma. The other voice you hear is Liverpool Neil. Say hello, Neil. Hello, this is Liverpool Neil here. And you all might have noticed that we actually had a different uh, theme song this week leading us in. Um... We did. Uh, we decided. Yeah, we decided to go even older than the one we were using. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seven seconds wasn't old enough, so we've gone back to the Dead Boys. But it's such a beautiful, amazing song that uh, I think it deserves to be it's opening true. us up, right? Yeah, we might even might even play a little bit later. Yep, for sure. But we're just we're we're just happy to be alive, right? After Snowpocalypse 2020, we were watching the news about how we were all going to die and probably freeze to death in our homes and. Uh, we were projected here in Michigan to get anywhere between zero and 85 inches of snow, and we got literally like uh, one inch, and the sun was shining this morning when I woke up, so that was kind of nice. How'd you fare up there in uh, Illinois, Neil? Um, well, they said they've been, they've been freaking out about it since about Wednesday, and uh, they were saying first it was like one to three inches, then it was three to six inches, and then it was, oh, it might get as much as 12 inches. And Boy, free- it sounds and, like a good weekend. And freezing <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Might have to do it twice, but still. <laughs> um, yeah, and, uh, you know, they were like, oh, stay inside, you know, do all this yeah. stuff. Cause Go it's buy be... 50 cases of baked beans. Yeah, You're freezing almost certainly going to die. Dude, and seriously, I went grocery shopping yesterday morning because I always go grocery shopping early on a Sunday because I'm old like that. I mean, on yeah. a Saturday. And uh, the grocery store Everybody's was full. Sleeping, sleeping off their hangovers. Well, not all, the, all the losers aren't at the grocery store. Dude, normally, yeah. Normally, I'm like the only person there. But yesterday morning at like 8 o'clock, the grocery store was packed. And I've got to imagine it was because everybody was freaking out about this goddamn snow. So, you, know, you know, they talk about fake news, right? It seems to me that the worst fake news has been the weather stuff. Anytime there's going to be any little bit of bad weather, I swear they just hype us up like it's going to be the end of civilization as we know it. I mean, yeah, seriously. And very rarely does it live up to the hype. No, in the end, we probably got um, one and a half inches maybe. You know, you know, I have I have a work truck at home right now, a giant four-wheel drive truck with a plow. And, you know, I'm from Michigan, so I have guns. I was actually looking forward to the chaos and going about looting <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe try some mild cannibalism or something. Meanwhile, it was just the most boring weekend there could be. So, I mean, I'd, but, I'll, I'll admit I was, I was driving home last night about 10 o'clock after it had snowed. And because it had rained first, which had frozen, yeah, and then there was slick. snow on top of the ice, that wasn't particularly fun. I saw a couple of guys spin out. But, I mean, you know, it's, Take I, it I easy, woke, right? yeah, I mean, I woke up this morning and there was maybe there's maybe, you know, an inch, inch and a half of snow tops. So it is it is ludicrous. And actually adding on to that, I wanted to talk about something else. It, it's just that the, the ins, not insanity, but just how pussified we've become as a society, you know, <laughs> that an inch of snow freaks us out. But also yeah. in Chicago and we're in the Midwest. It's not like we're in freaking Kentucky or something. Right. I mean, this is this is, you know, we've had this shit every second. Right. But but even worse this week. Oh my God! The big thing in Chicago, there was a coyote spotted on the streets of Chicago, <laughs> and it supposedly bit somebody. And everybody was, dude, they were closing schools or or, or, or putting schools into coyotes lockdown. Coyotes are nothing but string and bones. I wrestle coyotes. I could take three or four minutes at a time. <laughs> dude, seriously, the whole of Chicago—that's all they were talking about for that's two funny. days. Was this you fucking coyote? This poor, poor coyote with a limp that was walking down like Michigan Avenue or something that <laughs> supposedly bit someone on the ass. It probably was a cock. It was probably some <laughs> cocker spaniel or something. It's funny, you know. So, so I'm I'm more rural than you are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, say, 15, 20 miles outside of Grand Rapids, but it's the community I live in. Definitely, a generation ago, was a farm community. You know, it's definitely more like a suburban, you know, bedroom community now. But 
like we get bears sometimes. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> that's. Safe. I told you we we have guns. We'll be fine. Yeah, I wrestle bears for fun. Oh, so so that's, yeah, and coyotes be... apparently. You're a pretty tough guy. Um, well, coyotes, coyotes. I, I don't see them. We don't have. We're not wooded, you know. Yeah. But once in a while, like a young bear will get lost or something. Oh, I mean, sad. I remember there was a bear on the west side of Grand Rapids climbing trees and just like disoriented, and they had to. Sounds like I saw was... the video. It was pretty violent. You know, they had to shoot it out of the tree with like a tranquilizer, and it just fell out of the tree. Oh, that's sad. It sounds like it was just having fun. It was climbing a tree. It was. Having I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Hello. He was probably waking up from a long winter's nap or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, kind of disoriented. My so, did you lose me? Yeah, I did for just for a second there. Um, so, so I, I might have a lot of noise behind me. I have a house full of my my kids are all here, which is pretty rare. My older daughter usually works on Sundays, and my older son doesn't live here anymore. But they're all here, and my uh, the girls are all downstairs reading together, which I think is sort of weird. Hmm. And the boys are up here, I think, watching like The Witcher or something. I'm not sure. So if you hear a lot of chaos behind me, it's just my. Well, if, my lovely family. It's nice to have them all under the same roof, but they're very noisy. Oh, for sure. And also, if they're all on the internet, that could explain the dropouts, I guess. So, ah, it could be. Yeah, of course. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I, it, it, it just really tickled me that, you know, they were putting schools into lockdown because someone had seen a coyote <laughs> and it bit someone on the ass or something. It was I, I, I would love insane. to know if that's true. That is funny. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess uh, that uh, was mm-hmm. real exciting for some people for a short period of time, so... Yes. Meanwhile, there's people getting shot every five minutes on the south side yeah, of Chicago. Much. But, but let's you know, not that, talk that, about that. But that isn't that our society now? Like you watch a TV, and you're gone again. Oh my gosh, I can't stand to see violence towards <laughs> animals. Meanwhile, it's just people are just getting mowed, mowed down. <laughs> We've gotten a little twisted like that, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just amazed by the uh, yeah, how how hysterical everybody gets at the at the smallest things that we used to take for granted just like five or ten years ago. Just like the weather, like we were saying. We yeah. Take, you know, we I mean, when you, did you what did you grow up playing with coyotes, Neil? Is that were I, you urban growing up or were you rural? Um, it's right in the middle. It's a suburb I grew up in, and we don't have coyotes in England. But um, oh. I mean, it's not like this was an escaped lion or something. For God's sakes, I've seen I've seen coyotes, coyotes are literally yeah, they're literally like a big one is fifty pounds. They're right. not. I mean, they're skinny. They're I mean, not big. Yeah, it's smaller. It's not than, a wolf or something. Right. It's smaller than a than a than a German Shepherd or something. You know. And I do see them occasionally when I go running in the morning. Uh, I, I've seen a couple, and it's, you just don't. But you're a little further out, obviously. Uh, but yeah. but I mean, still I, pretty pretty urban, really. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think twice. I mean, there are some in Chicago, I guess, because they scavenge on the rats and stuff like that, right? But um... so, so I've, you know, I, I'm in like a, I have sidewalks, and you know, it's, you know, us, it's a subdivision. I live. You in a have right? sidewalks? No way. Oh yeah. I mean, it's I mean, civilized. I'm just, I'm trying to say that I'm not like out in the country. Right, right, right. But I've come going down the road in the morning, and there'll be like a deer in somebody's front yard on the way to work. It's just, huh. you know, it is what it is. Well, actually, I know I'm sidetracking a second, but I've never been to Grand Rapids, so just give me an idea. Is it is it a decent sized city or is it uh, a couple like hundred a... thousand? Okay, metro area about a million. Big, a big big downtown with uh, um, you know, a nice downtown. I wouldn't say it's necessarily big, but it's it's pretty decent. I mean, if you're talking because it's so it'd be compared to like a Toledo or a Fort Wayne or something like that. I guarantee you'd be more impressed with Grand Rapids than either of those places. Okay. So no, it's 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 cool. They right. never have anything. It's it's like the older I get, the less reason I have to go down there, though. And also, oh. I'm getting sort of grumpy about like parking. So, how far away from downtown do you live? Ah, fifteen twenty minutes. Okay, grumpy about parking in Grand Rapids. Well, <laughs> oh, come just, on. I swear they keep building things, but they don't make any more parking except for like ramps, which I refuse to use. You know. Right. So I just keep parking in worse and worse neighborhoods. But it's probably free though, right? Um. What What's that? The the parking ramps? Mm-hmm. No. 
No, no, not at all. Oh, it's not. Oh, okay. I was no, going to no, say it's not like not like free. Chicago. It's like eight bucks an hour or some shit. No, I don't think it's meter. quite that bad, but it's definitely not. Nothing's free. Okay. But like our biggest parking lot right downtown, they like build a movie theater there. I'm like, who's going to drive downtown and pay to park to go see a movie? I, I I don't know. I mean, there's too many nice suburban movie theaters. But what what, what do I know? Right. I mean, I guess I'm not investing hundreds of millions of dollars. I guess I don't get any say. So, but so so we. Uh, you want to talk about a little mail? We've been we've been getting some mail. You want to talk about the mail, Neil? You have access to that. We have we have yes. I'm I'm in charge. I have the keys of the mailbox apparently. Yes. Um. So we ha- we did get some mail, and I can't pull it up right now because my mail isn't coming up for some reason. But um, somebody that, then. somebody wrote in and said that they want us to give more backstory on some of the bands that we play. So that ah. that was interesting, and we can certainly do that because we have the. I guess we start today. We have the information. Um. So we can do that. Maybe we might we might have that information. Yeah. So we'll only be able to play bands from now on that we know. Except for that that right one time. band that the the band that uh, Ricky had us listen to that we have uh, virtually no background. <laughs> on, so yeah, exactly right. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. And, so you have uh, no so you so you can't get into the mail. Uh, no, well I can't. I I remember what that one said, but I can't tell you who it was. So from. you lost the key too. Oh, yeah, First of all, you won't even let me have my own key. Right. And then you lose the one key you have. Yeah. I did well. You know, I, you know what it is. I forgot the password to tell you the truth. So I'll just, I'll just, I'll just. Dude, you're not to... like me. Use the same password for every single thing. If somebody steals my identity, they're literally gonna have access to everything I've ever done in my entire life. You know what? I tried not to, and the reason for that was, and actually, this is a handy note for the listeners. Um, so for ease of use, and because I'm lazy, right? I had tied my eBay account, I think, to my PayPal account. Probably. And, yeah. uh, and it sounds like sounded like a good idea at the time, until all of a sudden people. What was it? eBay or was it Amazon? It might have eBay been was the big one with PayPal. Yeah, Amazon yeah. doesn't take PayPal. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah. So and we, yes. we both know Discogs takes PayPal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I was getting things on 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 eBay saying I'd won I'd won an auction for some uh, muscle milk or something to be sent to New Jersey. <laughs> And I'm like, well, let's go. Let's go into the misfits. Let's go into the misfits. But I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you think Doyle keeps that body from not drinking muscle milk? <laughs> right. You seen that guy? He's a freak. He is. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I guess what had happened is all somebody had to do was get into my, e- you know, crack my eBay account, and then they had access to my PayPal. So, mm-hmm. uh, what I would give advice to everybody out there: if you have those two things linked, unlink them immediately. So. Mm. So there you go. As it turns out, I still once in a blue moon will buy something on eBay. There's some labels that still dump stuff on eBay. So yeah, I do. I do sometimes too. Um, you know, okay, that's good for t-shirts. Some rare Buzzcocks album that you paid five thousand dollars for. Dude, still looking. I'm still looking for the last one. (laughs) I've got them all, but that last one now. So you know. Um, which anyway, which one? Which one is the one you're still looking for? It's the 2003, the self-titled the one. It looks okay. like it's like a black and white photocopy. You know, okay. kind of. Copy well, if anybody one. can help Neil out, yeah, I'm I'm looking for that one on vinyl. Punk till I die 77 at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And I'll try and. Uh, we I'm can sorry. be bought. Yes, exactly. And we do uh, we do we we uh, we make zero dollars doing this. We we uh so we we're relatively easy to buy probably. And and I and talking about mail and stuff, I have to give a shout out to um, our number one Facebook fan, Richard White, yes. who has been sending us lots of messages. Old school punker from the UK, from uh, he said he was somewhere between our two ages, which would probably put him around fifty-ish, I'd imagine. Yep, yep, early fifties, I think. So uh, shout out to him because he's been uh, sending lots of messages and sending some videos. He sent us a video of his yep. of his Songs daughter dancing oh, with yeah, uh, Mast Intruder, yeah, 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 which was cool. 
Well, I got to say, for a guy in his 50s or 50-ish or whatever he is, he's definitely open to some more modern stuff. Yeah, I was impressed. Unlike so many punks that seem to get in their 50s and beyond that just stopped listening to music in 1982 or whatever. Exactly right. Exactly like once right. Discharge put out a full length, they had sold out, you know? Well, and they still think of Minor Threat as a new band, you know? <laughs> upstarts. <laughs> Stupid American upstarts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Talking, so, of, talking of stupid American upstarts. Yes. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, I was going to say, you're not going to clowns from here, are you? Weren't they Australian? They're Australian, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we should thank again Ricky for coming on last week. Yes. Our first we, enjoyed, guest. we enjoyed it very much. Yep. Ricky was great. And he gave us two things to listen to, did he not? Yes. And, and we, we made an executive decision, did yeah, we not? <laughs> we did, we did. Um, we were we were going to look at uh, listen. We listened to clowns this week because that was the one that Ricky was really really high on. Well, there was two two things he liked. What was the other one again? It was um, uh, keeps, not on tour. Not on exactly not on tour. And I must admit, I did download that one, but it didn't grab me at all, really. Um, so, so Ricky, but, if you're listening to this follow up, we liked one more than the other, so we decided to go with that one. Yeah. So so clowns. We'll let you come back on in six months or something and let's pick something else for us. Yeah. So clowns are an Australian band, and I think this was like the third or fourth album. It's called Nature Nurture. Came out in 2019. Yeah. Um. So, buddy, what did you think of it? Um, I liked it. Um, but I feel a butt coming. Well, I, I I still feel like it's, at points it was a little too polished, and the it, it kind of you know kind of reminded me of, and I'm sure you know this band whether or not you ever listened to them. At times when it was being a little artsy fartsy or not being like straight ahead punk rock, it sort of reminded me a little bit of uh, Jane's Addiction. Okay, I could see that in a couple of the songs, yeah. Um, and I, I liked it when they kind of stuck to the. I liked their more basic songs, like the song was it Nurture? I think it was the song Nurture had like a little Middle Eastern flair, and it just felt like. I oh, think... that's the very last song on the album. Yeah, that is, is that the, the last one? Yeah, okay. that's the last song. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a sitar in it. Yeah, but there was another one. Okay, I thought it was more in the middle of the album, but um, I I I liked it. Um, I don't know if I'd buy it or not. Um, I liked it, didn't love it. Every everything now, I think, and it might be it's on fat. It's on fat. A damn dog. Somebody let the dog out. Who let the um, dogs out? So sorry, sorry, Neil. <laughs> uh, somebody freaking dog you know she she wants outside because it looks sort of nice out there and then she goes out there and it's cold and then she wants to come back in in two seconds it's right. super annoying watch that's out why for you're the, a cat man right watch out for the coyotes yeah exactly <laughs> coyotes can have her i don't care um but but it, it, like everything that comes out on fat i felt sometimes i felt a little too polished to me okay like it didn't have as much rawness as i like so i like it i, I may pick, if i found it out in the wild i might pick it up Okay. I didn't go, you know, instantly online or a copy of it or anything. Okay. Um, well, there was a, there was, a, like I said, I liked the songs that were more direct, more to the point, and uh, yeah, it, it was cool though. I like it. I can okay. see why Ricky would like it. It definitely, it's got a lot of things about it that are cool and appealing. Okay. Well, for all the reasons you you didn't like it that much, um, I really did like it. For those mm. very, for those very reasons, I like the well. You know that you, the, the, some of the things that drive me crazy about some punk rock albums these days is that every song is the same pace, uh, same yeah, structure, yeah. So there same was, they blah, did, blah, They blah. really did try to give each song its own flavor. I think. Yeah, they really did. Um, the first song was straight ahead. The second song yep. was a little artsier. A couple they, of them were just like noisy, 
you know, one, a couple of them were just almost like noise, like a minute and a half of noise or something, like just yeah, barely they, a song, and they would like sl- really deconstructed. Yeah, exactly. They would deconstruct it. They would slow it down. The song structure was completely different. Um, they have a lady that plays bass, I believe, and, uh, and sings she, a little bit. Yeah, she sings a little bit of one of the songs. It was kind of spooky in the background. It was cool. I mean, I really enjoyed the fact that they really <laughs> changed things up, you know, song for song. And um, the fact that... They had that sitar on the last song, Nurture. I thought that was uh, that was really clever. It had a real Middle Eastern flair to it, that last song. Mm. And it goes on for like five Rem- minutes. Reminded so. you of your boyhood days when you were sitting around listening to the concert for Bangladesh? <laughs> George Harrison. <laughs> I'm not that old. Good God, man. <laughs> when did that come out? It was like been 70s. early 70s, right? Yeah, 72 or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, yeah, you'd have been just a little shaver. I'd have been listening to The Sweet and Slade and stuff at that point. Oh, there I mean, you I go. Was a, I was a teeny bopper, you know, at that point. <laughs> um... So, no, so I really liked it. So if I do see it, I am going to pick it up, and I'm actually going to uh, look up some more of that stuff too because, um, yeah, I liked it a lot. So I'm afraid uh, for the person that wrote in, we can't give you a lot of information on clowns except for the fact that they're, they seem to have... Australian. They're Australian, and they have long hair and beards. Except, are five or six of them? Except, except for the bass player. Good, is it a pretty good-sized band? <laughs> the bass player doesn't have a beard. Um, five of them. <laughs> Maybe five. she is one of the other guys in the band's beard. <laughs> five of them, I believe. Five of them in the band. <laughs> Okay, two guitars. Yep. Um, I assume so, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and. Or do you think the sitar player is full time and just hardly ever gets to play? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. You have Ravi Shankar sitting in on, uh, on sitar. Um, yes. Interestingly enough, even though you can't really understand the words particularly Oops, well, um, if you, if you look it up on Apple Music or something, it does include the lyrics. So mm-hmm. I actually, <laughs> there was a song I was going to play. I am actually going to play a song on, from this album right now. The song I was going to play. Um, is called Bland is the New Black. It's the first song on the album, and I think it's, it's one that Ricky will like. Um, is that the that... first song? See, I must have yeah. been getting... See, I was listening to, as I always do, I'm not much of a streamer, so I was listening to it on YouTube, and I think that was like the third song, second, maybe second. Yeah, Bland, Bland is the New Black is the first song on the album. So it's a Nice, real... straightforward... Yep. Yeah. Just definitely the most one of the more stripped-down sort of songs. Clever name, clever, clever title. Yeah, well, and actually, the lyrics are very clever too. Just about how lame society is these days, and how bland, bland is the new black, basically, right? Ah. So, yeah, he wants to go back to the days when Ozzy was biting heads off bats. So, um, (laughs) don't we all? But but there's a song called Prick, which um, it's like the eighth song on there, and I thought it was about a guy whose whose girlfriend um, is interested in another guy and. He's saying, but he's just a prick, blah, blah, blah. But it's not. It's about some other music. When I look at the lyrics, it's about some other musician, I guess, that they must know. So I got the I got the whole idea of that. Mm, I like completely. that. Talking trash about other musicians. Yeah, I, I, I got that one completely wrong. So um, That's what we want. We want to be like the tabloid of podcasts. <laughs> All right, I'll work on that for next week. You got any dirt on somebody? <laughs> Working on uh, that for next week, buddy. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you did tell the story about, of course, this was like, 40 years old but you know about television and the damned yeah and actually i am take that 40 years ago yeah take that i'm also going to do the i'm also going to investigate when uh paul weller came in and punched sid vicious out so i'm gonna talk paul about weller that. punched Sid. oh i would have taken did. sid that fight oh no paul weller was a nasty bastard was um, he yeah he was huh. um but anyway we're we're getting off course and i am gonna play sir. bland is the new black uh by clowns off of nature nurture so here you go, enjoy.
Okay, that was Clowns with Bland as the New Black off of their 2019 album, Nature Nurture. And so thanks, thanks for the suggestion, Ricky. We, yep. we did enjoy it, although I, I, I don't love it. I do like it. I think, it's, I think it's real solid. Yeah, and I can see why Ricky really likes it because I know he likes pairs and, and bands like that. So I Yeah, guess... and you know, one of the things Ricky and I always kind of bonded over when, when we were both together on Punk News and doing the, podca- the, the main Punk News podcast together was the fact that we pretty much only listen to punk rock. I mean, I do listen to some metal thrash specifically because I think that's sort of the natural offshoot of like the '80s hardcore stuff. But you know, we didn't listen to rap. We didn't listen to pop. We didn't listen. Right. You know, it's like everything we listened to was punkish. Although he definitely, his tastes were definitely more mainstream. The kind of the fad and Red Scare and all that. But he also, you know, wasn't afraid to get into some old stuff. I remember when he f- discovered Apple. You know what I mean? So he's not he's not against you know kind of classic anarcho or or whatever. So anyway. Was yeah. good. No, and I was I was glad to have him on, and maybe we'll have him back, you know, sometime in the not too distant Heck future. Heck yes, yeah. Susie writes another book or something. <laughs> yeah, I what? assume I assume most people who come on are going to want to, you know, promote something, and we're we're fine with that. You know, that's what we. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Right? I mean, we might. Yeah, maybe or, or yeah, maybe yeah. they want to promote something that happened forty years ago. That's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This this uh, today, forty years ago, I was playing blah blah blah. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. yeah. So um. Yeah, maybe we get Paul Weller on to tell us himself about beating up Sid Vicious. Now that would be amazing. I think he's too big of a star these days to come on. You with think the so? Likes too of big us, for us? Yeah, I think oh so. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Apparently, he doesn't know who we are. That's right. That's he right. He doesn't know what we do for his career. Yeah, yeah. And all the investigation I can do, I do all the investigation into the damned and television. So damn it, I'm going to get exactly. to the bottom. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I'm willing to do any research that I can get off Wikipedia to get to the bottom of this. No actually, no, actually, I, I know exactly what it was. In, in short, it was uh, Sid Vicious was boasting that the Sex Pistols had stolen Holidays in the Sun, uh, the riff uh, from In the City, from the jam. Really? Yeah. And he was in the music machine, and Paul Weller went up to him, and uh, Sid tried to go for him, and I think Paul either butted him or, he, anyway, knocked him off his stool anyway. Basically, oh, basically I never thought about it. Let me see. Yeah. I, think, I can think of the melody line from In the City. I really can't think of the riff. I guess it is the same. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Are the jam? I thought the jam were a year or two later after the pistols. No, my friend. No, the jam formed in like 75. I know the jam to your favorite, so I know I'm talking to the. Yeah. I mean, the first jam album came out. I think the first single came out in mid 77 in the city. In the city was their first single. Yep. Yeah. It's funny. They're one of those bands, and I know you probably enjoy their whole career, but. Man, after the first couple albums, it just, I, I just, because I have like, uh, I don't remember what it's called. It's like their version of Singles Going Steady. That's the only thing I have by them. I don't have like a, oh, I don't have all their you got, or anything. Yeah, you have Snap, probably. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah, that's had, probably that's probably it. But I mean, after the, it, I just, I swear every song to me gets less interesting than the one before. By the time it gets to the end, I just, I, I'm not into it at all. Well, well they certainly, half, halfway through, I start to lose interest. Well, they certainly went more from, you know, a straight ahead punky kind of vibe to, um, you know, like that suede head kind of more modern kind of 60s Northern Soul, Soul kind of Northern thing. Soul. Yeah. See, you know, you know, maybe now, you know, and, and the fact of the matter is that was probably, I was probably quite young when I got that. Maybe now I could appreciate it more. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I think you should give some of their albums a try, especially like Old Mod Cons or Setting Suns or something. Um, mm. fan, fantastic records, just fantastic. You said that was the first show you ever went to? No. Was jam. No, oh, Buzzcocks. No, Buzzcocks, Buzzcocks was the first show I went to, yeah. Yeah, I saw uh, the jam. I think was the second show I went to, if my memory mm. isn't. That was early, early '79. I saw the jam. Yeah, at Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool University. 
Huh? No, I was didn't. that the one? You, was it with Two Way Army? Was that the? <laughs> no, sir. No, you getting oh. my you getting my shit mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. I'm getting it mixed up, and you're not. Yeah, yeah. I can no. I can the the Two Way Army was the one where he got into a fight. So that was that ah. one. That was the gang fight. Ah, the gang fight was, story, okay. which will which will tell on another day. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, so. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, talking of gigs, um, we were going to talk about um, end of the year and stuff. We both did our top 10, top 20 uh, albums list, but uh, thinking of what were some of the, what were some of the your best, uh, your favorite gigs of last year, things that you went to. Well, this is, uh, it's probably going to make you a little bit sad because, well, I'll start, I'll start at the beginning. I, I had a few that I really enjoyed. <laughs> Holy and shit, they sad? Still... Shit. <laughs> well, where, because my going? favorite one, you and I were supposed to go to. Oh, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't rub it in. Even though, it's so, the show that you and I went to this year, was I had a lot of fun too, and I think I enjoyed it more than you did, but I had a really good time. We went and saw the Lillingtons at Reggie's in Chicago on the South Side do their whole uh, Death by Television album, and that was actually a lot of fun. Enjoyed that was a good night with the Eradicator opening, right? And yep. on some Couple other bands it was, it was too. A bunch of bands. It was bands on both sides, and it was kind of like you could go between. It was free. It was. It was. That's true. It was free. That's right. I forgot about. It was that. like so. So they do a fest in Chicago. One of the breweries does, and I can't remember what the name of the brewery is now. But they do like a two day punk fest, but it's like out in the sticks at like a, a convention center or something. I think it's where. What's that big outdoor amphitheater that's out in the? There's like a, the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Remember where that's Oh, at? yeah. Isn't that over the border in Indiana or something? No, no. It's in Illinois, but oh. it's... It might be Tinley Park, maybe? Tin, it, it, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I remember at my daughter, Alex, and I went to see uh, the Warp Tour there. What was supposed to be the very last year of the Warp Tour. It's like, But they have this big convention center out there, and they actually do like this two-day... Is it 350 Brewery that does it? It might be 350 Brewery. Okay, that 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 sounds familiar. And they yeah. do like a big two day punk thing, and the the Lillington show was actually like their pre. Uh oh, he's gone again. So it's supposed to be like he's free back. with your tickets to the weekend. Oh, did you lose me? Yeah, just for a second. Yeah, yeah. Someone must okay. be someone must so be playing World of Warfare or something in the house. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> They, uh, but but yeah, it was supposed to be free. The Lillington show was supposed to be free with tickets to the whole weekend thing, but they just let anybody in. So it was cool. We came down for that. Had a good time. It was a Thursday night, I think. Yeah, that was good. So you had to go to work and I didn't. So we stayed down there, of course, and you went to work the next day. So we, yeah, we definitely probably got into it a little deeper than you did. So that was, that was a good time. I enjoyed that show much. Um, I went and saw my dude Sloppy Seconds play this old theater in rural Indiana, like an hour from Indianapolis, which is their hometown, of course. Um, that was super cool, super fun. I showed you, you saw some pictures from that last night. It was on during St. Patrick's Day weekend, and we definitely got into it. Yep, that's uh, Tom Trauma with a with a green St. Patrick's Day hat and some yes, and my green bowler, necklace, my little, der- my little derby hat, and like beads. <laughs> Don't ask me how I got those beads. <laughs> who, who the hell was that clown that had his hand around you? And um, so, so that okay, so the the, the it's a guy named Clownvis. <laughs> oh, good God! <laughs> who is a cross between a clown and Elvis, and he sings uh. Like all these like goofy Elvis parody songs, it's so funny. I, I have this. It, next year for Christmas, we'll play his Christmas single. It's so funny. It's one of my my favorite things ever. I think that was the only thing he's got on vinyl was a, a Christmas single. But anyway, he's he's quite a bit of fun and a super nice guy. And he sings when he's not when he's not being clownvis. He sang for a pretty well known rockabilly band who I can't think of now, but I know they backed up. Um, ex exing uh. Exine Cervinka from X, I know they backed her up as their band. Like they're a, they were a pretty cool local, like or like a southern 
based rockabilly band, maybe out of Kentucky or huh. Tennessee or something. What's the guy's but anyway, name? Cl- Clownvis. 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 Okay, let me look this up a second while 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 you t- keep telling your story. So he he has a Christmas song. It's to the tune of Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and it's called Don't Be a Bitch or You Won't Get Stuff for Christmas, and it is one of the funniest things you'll ever see. Dude, it says according to this, he was on America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. I think he told the judges to screw off. They said he sucked, and he told him to F off, and it was it's pretty funny. I think that's how he kind of went viral. Okay. I mean, I don't. he's not, he's not you know, Bono or something, but hmm. but anyway, it was pretty funny. So make a short story long i get home from that that gig and we had we did we had a blast we we so we're it's in this town called logansport indiana and it's a town of like eighteen thousand or something we stay at this flea bag super eight or whatever and it's like two and a half miles from the from the downtown place so we start walking and we literally hit every bar on the way there how many and, bars are we talking about uh at least 10 good god man <laughs> And we had Aww. at least one, if not two, drinks at each. So yeah, by the time we got there, it was pretty. Uh, it was, but it was just, it was just, it was just a fun time. It definitely was a good time. They're doing it again this year, and this year the queers are headlining, and I am definitely going back, and I'm trying to talk you into it too. And it's, uh, it's a, it's a good time. So yeah, it's that's in March, right? Yes. So hopefully the weather, hopefully the weather will be okay. So if it yeah, is, hope. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll drive down there, even though that's a, that's a. Hell, that's a fun as hell drive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, when, the first time we went there, uh, I'll tell I'll tell more about this later because I think we're gonna have we're gonna have somebody on to talk about that that show or talk about some stuff because I've become friends with them and they got a lot of they're working a lot of cool things down there in rural Indiana. But I remember the first time driving out there it was like it literally was like cornfields every direction. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it. it was literally like the cliched like Indiana Indiana drive, but it's cool because they got this little scene there and they're really working their own scene instead of. Are trying to make their own little scene instead of, uh, you know, moving to a bigger city or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that that was a lot of fun. So we got to see our boys from Sloppy and uh, hang out with Clownvis. But I, I got home the next day and I was talking to my wife and I was semi hungover. You know, it's about a two and a half hour drive I think for me. About a two and a half hour drive from you two I think. Maybe three and a half. I can't remember. For me, I mean, but uh, I got home. My wife, I said, "Oh, my one regret is that I didn't get a selfie with Clownvis." And I go on my phone. There's like three or four of them. <laughs> It was a good time. It was amazing that I got my records back to the hotel. But uh, yeah, that was that was a good time. My 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 second favorite show. Now I know you you have a event that you like to go to in Chicago every year called what's that? What's the like greaser thing you go to in Chicago? Oh, Motoblot. Motoblot. Yeah. So this was actually the same weekend as Motoblot, and I know you and your daughter went to Motoblot at least one day. Um, But we went up to Milwaukee. Um, for Dummerfest, which is at the X-Ray Arcade in Milwaukee, if, you, if anybody's in the Milwaukee area and you know, I haven't been to this place yet, you got to go check it out. Owned by Punks, great place, old school video games, just a great, a great vibe, a genuine dive. Back like a, a few years ago, before they got taken over by the Punks, it was the place where like, um, where like Grim Reaper would play or like the Reconstituted Quiet Riot or something like that. Oh, it was kind of, you know, okay. it's not like in the city limits of Milwaukee, it's right on the edge. So it was definitely like, you know how a band like Quiet Riot will never play like in Chicago. It'd always be like Joliet or right. something like yeah. that. You know? yep. exactly. And this was that place. Okay. That had all those bad old metal bands and stuff. And they, they still once in a while will have something like that. They, they have modern metal and stuff. But anyway, it's a real cool place. And Dummerfest is put on by Nick Woods from Direct Hit. And it is a super fun event. It's all day, 12, 13 bands. This year they had one stage indoors, one, do- one stage outdoors. 
just great people, great uh, bands. Even though I really only knew a couple of the bands this year, the headliner was Lawrence Arms from mm-hmm. Chicago. And the other headliner was Lippies, my pals from Grand Rapids. Um, are, you, are you a Lawrence Arms fan? I am really not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't dislike them. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not really you. No, not really. I mean, to me, jeez, uh, I'm going to make some enemies in Chicago, huh? Um, they seem the kind of band to me that should be opening up for somebody better. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do. I mean, like they open for Bad Religion or something. They'll do some bigger tours. They seem to have a fanatical fan base. No, they do. I, that's what I'm saying. They, 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 they headline. You know. So. And the, 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 there's. I think. They're a trio, and the two, the guitar player and the bass player both sing. And the bass player is Brendan Kelly, and he is, he's kind of like Mr. Chicago. I mean, he's just a really friendly guy, knows how to work a crowd. You know, before the show, he's going around shaking hands. I, I, he used to bartend over at the G Men there, and yeah, the, the G Men, yep. And uh, I, I went over there one night before Bad Religion played at the Metro, and we just got destroyed. Boy, is that every, does every story end with that? It pretty, pretty much does, actually, Tom. Get, well, it's funny. Get a little you know, concerned. We went to this Dummerfest, and we drank all day, but we didn't really get we didn't really get out of hand. We just had a just you know Miller highlight for whatever all day long. Now, did you go down there with Scott? Yes. Okay, cool. Matter of fact, we stopped at your house on the way home. Oh, that's when you helped me put that was the, the air, uh, conditioning. Yes, yes. air conditioner in. Well, it's nice, funny because nice, nice this camp. actually sort of all ties together. Because my very favorite show of the year was at the House of Blues in Chicago, horrible venue, um, when we went and saw The Damned and X. And I was originally supposed to go with you. Yep, I still have my ticket on my fridge. I was just looking at that this morning. And and I was going to stay at your place, but you did what? I decided to break my wrist skateboarding. That's right. Broke his wrist skateboarding. Yep, like the day before. Literally, it was over Memorial Day. It was a few days, I think. Yeah, Memorial Day. Yeah, I did it on the Monday, yeah. So I talked to my buddy Scott, who goes to all those shows with me, or or he, you know, he more or less volunteered. He's always up for an adventure. So he and I ended up going, and we went to because we were actually going to go to two shows. You and I, we were going to go see the Damned and X on was it Thursday or Friday? I think Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I think yeah, that sounds. And right. then the next night was TSOL and the Bull Weevils at Reggie's in the small room. So yeah, Scott ended up coming with me. We ended up staying down the south side, and we got together. Right, we had lunch, and I don't yeah. think we. I don't think we were record shopping, but we went to lunch. You were still a little woozy. I was. I had surgery on the Thursday, so I had to have my That's bones. That's right. You're set. all pain. You're all yeah. pain out. Yeah, I was. I was. In fact, I don't think I could move. I think I still had the uh, my arm was still numb. I believe from the uh, from the block they put in my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. You were you're 100 healed up, right? Oh God, yeah, yeah. Your right hook's better than ever. Yeah. It's got a metal, <laughs> metal plate in there. Well, the funny thing is, I am still having problems with my uh, with my right wrist, but it's nothing to do with the surgery. Mm. So yeah, we can talk about that another day. So that's your stroker's cramp. <laughs> Talk about that last <laughs> Rick. <laughs> uh, well, I might have to have surgery on that wrist again. So really, yeah, but nothing to do with that original break. Um, just just a strange, uh, mm. strange thing. Um, so 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 yeah, my favorite, my very favorite show last year, and I had I had seen both these bands because at my age now, and I, I'm sure you're probably the same way. There's just a few bands I haven't seen that, and they're usually all geezers, so I probably you know they're certainly not in their prime. Oh, dad! But <laughs> I always yeah, but I always like to see you know a band try to see a new band every year that I hadn't seen the year before, and I did see one thrash band this year, Sacred Reich. Who I'd never seen before, so that was pretty cool. But they're kind of a—they weren't hardly a bucket list band, you know. Just a just mm-hmm. a cool thing to see. But the Damned were so good; I was just shocked at how good they were. They played a long set. They were very good. X was good. 
I probably not the best time I've seen X. I've seen them a handful of times, but the damned were just so good. It's just so amazing. And they were doing their full machine gun etiquette album, which is cool. Obviously they're yep. probably their second best or best album. So yep. yeah, definitely. So, it's so a, yeah, that was, yeah. that was my very, that was my very favorite show this year. So what, what about you? What, what, uh, what's your top? Well, three, say what, before I stop mine, cause we're 35 minutes in, why don't you, uh, why don't you play a song? play a song that has totally no relation to anything that we've been talking about because <laughs> well, yeah, i guess sure well it's funny because i've been discogging and i've been buying so many of these bands you know the the thing i love i love like split sevens mm-hmm. i know you you know you're you're stuff a lot you're a big 80s singles collector guy and i know that wasn't really a thing but in the 90s the split sevens were so great so i've been really hunting down a bunch of split sevens by the band blank 77 see split sevens isn't that weird because it's blank seventy seven split. Yeah, sevens. yeah, I didn't think yeah. About that. Yeah, it's uh, very clever, they, Tom. Well done. But you know, a lot of the you know, it's like all my favorite bands were always making split seven inches back in those days, and I hope I hope it comes back. I see it's a, a few people are doing it again. I think it's fun though. You get two three songs from each band on a seven inch. I love that. And uh, maybe maybe your favorite band does it, so you end up finding another band you right. like. Right? Yeah, you discover another band. That's cool. So, but I've been. <laughs> I've been really on a blank seventy-seven kick, and to give a little background because I don't I don't know a ton of background on them honestly, but they were really popular in the nineties, um, and they're they're from New Jersey, and they the lead guitar player is a woman, oh, and the singer that. guitar player is a man, which is a little unusual, you know. Uh, her name was uh, Renee. What was, it? What was her? I can't remember, but anyway, she was definitely a, kind of a pioneer. Because there weren't a lot of women lead guitar players back in those days, but in the '90s, there was pretty a pretty great scene. You know, a, apart from the whole like Green Day, Offspring, Rancid, you know, commercial revival, there was really a pretty great like pogo scene. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that pogo revival stuff. And that was like like, like if you were into, if you were in a maximum rock and roll at the time, that was the stuff they loved to carry. Mm-hmm. And Blank Seventy Sevens were definitely one of the forerunners of that movement. And they didn't put anything out for years and years and years. And then a few years ago, they actually put out a split with another band from New Jersey called the uh, Parasitics, okay. with an X at the end. Hmm. And one of my favorite songs on that album was Up the Punks, and it is a sing-along song. I remember the summer it came out, I don't, I don't know if it was 17 or 16 or whatever year it was, 15. I remember this was like the car, this is like the song to play in the car to embarrass my kids. And just yell out, like, why is dad such a douche? So this is, <laughs> let's play Blank 77, Up the Punks. Okay, you got it, Blank 77. Here's to the young punks that sing and dance. And to the old punks way in the back. Ain't got no money and never have. We play for beer and cash for cash. It's what we live for. It's what we played. So up the
So there you go. That was, <clears throat> excuse me, that was blank 77. If you're not singing along to that by the end, you're probably dead. With Up the Punks. I'm trying to find out what year that was from, huh? What, uh... Maybe 15 or 16. What? Really? I thought it was from the 90s. I thought you were saying. There's songs on that. And they're playing again. Like they did the Punk Rock Blank. What's that? I thought no, the... no, that was from their recent their split. They... No, up the punks was relatively new. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at okay, 2016. Oh, okay, 2016. Okay. Yeah, for I think some that reason, was like my number two album from that year. Well, so so hold on a second. So they released a bunch of stuff in the 90s, and yes. then they didn't release anything for 20 didn't years. Didn't for 20 years. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. And okay. they're playing. And they're playing again. Like I said, I know they did punk rock bowling maybe last year, or the year before, and they. I mean, I don't think they. I don't think they're going to go on a full blown U.S. tour or anything. But they they pick their shots, play some shows. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. So that was uh yeah blank seventy seven. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Getting on to my favorite shows of the year. How many? You did three, right? Yes, uh, and an honorable mention of the Lillington show that you and I went to together. Yeah, okay. Um, I am going to go probably, for the third one, I'm probably going to go with the, one of the shows I saw when I was down at Fest. Um, and that would be the, the the main show I went to on the Friday, which was mm-hmm. Against Me, um, Less Than Jake, Teenage Bottle Rocket, and Mast Intruder. And, um, you know, you could you could keep the Less Than Jake for me, but... Mast Intruder were brilliant. Teenage Bottle Rocket were outstanding. They were the best band on the night. Mm. And uh, and Against Me, who I had never seen before, um, Against Me were actually really, really good. So um, I, I... See, that's funny. You've never seen them before because they're, I probably see them 10 times. Against Me? Yeah. But they were... Grand Rapids was always a tour stop for them. They always had a big following here. When they were coming up through the... Like the DIY scene, they always played GR. So they always... Just always had a good following here. Yeah. So that was, I mean, <clears throat> it was a great show, great atmosphere. Um, that was outside, right? Fun venue, yeah, yeah, at the Bo Diddley Plaza. Uh, so when it started, it, was it still light or was it, it dark? Was, when it, it was no, it started at like five fifteen. Ah, and like I said, it was one of my favorite things about that about that whole fest thing. The bands were very punctual. <laughs> so <laughs> that so, is important. So imagine true to run right at five fifteen. When you're young and you're standing around drinking a forty. You don't really give a crap about bunk time, but it's true. When you're in your 40s, not drinking a 40, and you're sitting there going, man, are they going to get this thing going or what? Exactly. Exactly. So it was cool. Again, when I'm 515 and Mast Intruder were on in the light, which kind of sucked, but... Yeah, um, not <clears> Teenage Bottle Rocket came on right right as it was getting dusk, and it was it was just a it was just a fun show, and Luckily, you could come less and go. Than Jake got full darkness. Well, less than Jake came on, and I was like, oh, it's time to eat, so we left and went to get ah. pizza, and then came back when they were getting done. So it was, uh, yeah. It was all right, so that was uh, that was that was a good show. Um, probably my number two show of the year was uh, uh, my you know one of my favorites. Right, Morrissey played uh, Ravinia. Uh, yes. He played uh, an outdoor venue. He, it seems like I, I've probably seen him about eight times in Chicago over the past twenty years. Okay, and he seems to have played a different venue every time, which is actually. Really no, interesting. that was outside too, right? It was. It was Ravinia, which is they have the uh, they they only have that open in the open in the summer. It's in one of the ritzy. Uh, is it like one of those hill type venues, like a bowl type thing? Exactly, and it's in the super rich uh, northern suburb. Um, so, do you uh, do you have seats or just sit up in the grass? You can do you can do either. So you can buy pavilion. No, what seats. did you do though? I I bought pavilion seats. Okay. Um, very, Always good if it rains. Very expensive. Um, they they like were it was way over hundred bucks. Um, they were like a hundred and 
forty a piece, something like that. Yikes. Yeah. Um, does your but, teenage daughter really appreciate one hundred forty dollars worth of Morrissey? That's my question. She does. It was her second time seeing him because she last mm. time we saw them it was Riot Fest. So that okay. was, that was very different venue. I know very different vibe. Much closer, obviously. Yeah. Um. Well, our, our seats were pretty damn good, and uh, and anyway, you know, I I know that was that was the Interpol tour. It was. Um, Interpol. One of those bands that I make fun of, but really don't know anything by. I kind of like them, but it's one—it's one of those funny things, right? Because they sound like they could have been like a Joy Division spinoff in the '80s, right? That's how they mm. sound. But unfortunately, unlike Joy Division, who had interesting songs and their songs actually go somewhere, Interpol's songs start off in one key, and you think, "Oh, this is interesting," and then they don't go anywhere for five minutes. Mm. So, um, yeah, Interpol kind of. Bought the pants off. Uh, were they so? Minutes. Was Morrissey always headlining that? I wonder, or were they swapping? No, the Morrissey was definitely headlining. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was still a bit, pretty big band to have, you know, to be warming up for him. But uh, anyway, he was fantastic and great voice. Um, you know, he had a, he had a he had a covers album that came out this year, and uh, I don't know, he was just he was fantastic. It was. So did he play a lot of songs off that? He did. He played about four, and in fact, you'd have been singing along because you know some of your greatest hits from the seventies. You know, would have mm. been would have been on there. Baby, um, I love your way, Peter Frampton. <laughs> no, he didn't do that one. Funnily enough, no. Oh, I must have done. I want you to show me the way then, because I mean, you're you know, do some Frampton at some point, right? Uh, yeah, he probably Frampton wasn't one of his favorites. So I know he was doing a Ramones cover for a while, right? He did. He didn't. He didn't do. He didn't do Jackie as a punk. No, mm. no. Um, but uh, that was a that was a really 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 fun show. Um, and it was now, it, now the, our our mutual friend John Gentili, punk news editor. Um, he says that he always the thing with Morrissey. He loves Morrissey too. You guys are like the only two guys I know that really love Morrissey. I know, right? But but he said that it's just so the the multimedia presentation and everything is just fantastic. It really is. It it really is. He 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 puts a lot of thought into um like he plays music and videos before he comes on for like twenty minutes. You know things that he liked as a as a as a youth or whatever. Mm. And um, there's a lot of stuff for people to learn. People always complain. Oh, he was so late coming on. But no, he does that. That is part of his show. Is that twenty minute video thing at the beginning? You think they could start that though while they were setting the stage up, so there wouldn't be much of a gap? No, it's part of the whole atmosphere, buddy. It gets you into the mood, don't you know? Huh. Yeah. Well, it, it it's funny because we could do a whole show with you ranting about Morrissey, but we'll <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Yeah. You want to argue with Liverpool Neil online? Say something bad about Morrissey. Yeah, it'll just get me very. You very think he's angry. on Morrissey's payroll? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that that that's cool though. I I uh, I wouldn't have imagined that being so high on your list, but. No, you were there, was, I wasn't. That was an amazing occasion. And it's also a fun venue because there's all these, like I said, it's in a super rich suburb. And so some people just buy like a summer pass. So you'll go there and they'll have the big fucking picnic table with bottles of no Chablis. No, they, they could care less. So the place was a half full of Morrissey fanatics and half full of these like fat, rich white people drinking like wine, buying yep. wine by the bottle. Exactly. It's, huh. and, and smashed out of their minds too. It's, uh, it's kind of disturbing actually. But huh. uh, I wonder and, if they like see the irony and like we hate it when our friends become successful or something like that. If you played that, dude, the thing that was really annoying too, as a, as a segue, so you buy. I went and bought like a nine dollar beer or whatever the hell it was, right? At one of the little venues, at one of the little uh, cheaper than the house of blues. Well, well, <laughs> well, yeah, but get this. So I go then to take it into the the seating area, into the pavilion. I, they wouldn't let me take it in. 
Really? They're like, they're like. Well, no. you got to stand outside like a second class citizen. No, they're like, you you can't bring a bottle or a can into the pavilion. You have to buy one of our special Ravinia cups, which is like another eight dollars <laughs> or something like that, and pour the beer in that. And I'm like, uh, yeah, fuck you. Brilliant, I'm gonna, man. Brilliant. I'm just gonna down the thing right here, right in front of you. You know. So, I remember going to see this this venue lasted a very very short time. But there was this venue in East Town, a neighborhood of Grand Rapids, and the most they're most famous for having hosted a rancid show in like maybe ninety five ish. And it was really cool. And uh Rocket from the Crypt was opening and oh, uh and the Mustard Plug, who was our local boys who were ascending at that point still. And uh it was a really great time, but of course we were old enough to drink and we and, but it was an all ages show and we bought our beers and they made us stand in like this little pen at the back of the like behind the main floor. <laughs> Until you finished it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And then and then and you know, years and then it became a church. I don't know what it is now. It might still be. I don't know. It was sort of a cool venue, but anyway, yeah, they made us I mean, you're paying big money for beer. Don't make me feel like a second class citizen. If anything, put me in a pen up front. Right, exactly. Yeah, but Don, don't make me pay for your stupid $12 Ravinia cup to pour it into. That's just uh, insult to injury right there. I would have just guzzled it down before that, I walked That's it. exactly what I did right in front of the person. Um, okay, and my top show of the year was, um, I have to say, it was the Stiff Little Fingers slash mm. Aven- Avengers show oh, at, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. at Bottom Lounge. Um, that was That was a fantastic show from start to finish. I mean, I'd never seen the Avengers before. And uh, so they were a bucket list band for me. And they yeah, were... I'm, jeal- I'm super jealous I couldn't come down. That was midweek. Yeah, it was. It was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday, and Bottom Lounge isn't my favorite venue in the city by any means. But um, it was it was it was fantastic from start to finish. I have to say, the Avengers were fantastic. They played all the songs that you would want them to play. And um, Stiff Little Fingers. It was the 40th anniversary of uh, Inflammable Material. And so they played that start Inflamed to finish. Materials. Yep, yep. They played that start to finish, but they also start like they didn't start off the set with that. They started off the set with like a greatest hits kind of set. So that was kind of cool too. So um, and then he, you know, Jake Burns introduces all the songs and tells you about how he wrote them and why he wrote them and stuff like that. So it was just, and they were fantastic, full of energy. You would never know they're as old as they are. You know mm. that they're fifty somethings from Belfast. You know, it's um, yeah, I bet you closer to sixty, but yeah. Um, yeah, actually, probably so. Probably, yeah, I bet, yeah, I, I bet, uh, bet Jake Burns is pushing. Because that first album came out, in, the first album came out in 79. Yep, and they'd been around. It had to be 20 when it came out. They'd been around since 77, I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, w- I literally would have liked to see that. I, I, I saw Stiff Little Fingers twice. Uh, once was at Riot Fest, which doesn't count. And once was, I, I'm sure I already told the story, but with Cox Bar up at the Concord, which is another venue I don't particularly care for, mm-hmm. up up in Chicago, or in Chicago. Yeah. Which is not a, it's just because, it's not a punk venue. It's just like a, I mean, they have like a coat check and bottle service and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's well, not really a punk club, but. Yeah, not as well. bad as, not as bad as House of Blues, but uh, I know what no. you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. I yeah, House of mean. Blues is, uh, I, I'm not saying I'd never go there again because if it was the right show, you know, you do what you got to do, right? Yeah, well, the addicts are playing in uh, in late January. Sure, and, yeah, shortly and, here. And I would love to go see the addicts, but I do You're not know. You're better off driving up to Milwaukee. You're yeah. better off driving to Milwaukee. Well, again, two hours, not even two hours from you. Well, again, because it's January, we'll see what the weather's like. Yeah. Um, but and also they haven't announced who's opening for them yet, which I thought it was weird. 
At least not hmm. here. They haven't. They haven't said who's opening up for him. But that might they be a show that I would huh. think of going to. But again, House of Blues is just such a bummer for me that I, yeah. you know, I don't want to give them my money. You know. Yeah, I don't blame you. So, um, but... any, anyway, keeping on the stiff little fingers kick, I'm actually going to play a song. I am going to play. What should I play? Um, I am going to play something off of the third album. What's that one called? Uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank? I wanted to say uh, now then, but that was the fourth album. No, the third album was Go For It. Oh, Go um, For It. Okay. Yeah, Go, go For it's It. It's funny Sorry. because I love the first two albums, but I never listened to anything after that. Yeah, Go For It is probably a, a, a mix of like the second album and then where they were going to go with like the fourth album and later on. So mm. it's got some great songs on it. It's slowed down a bit. Obviously, it's not as angry as Inflammable Material or anything like that, but it's still got some really good songs on it. So anyway, I'm going to play the first song off the album, Roots, Radicals, Rockers, and Reggae, mm. off, uh, by Stiff Little Fingers off the album Go For It from 1981. So enjoy.
imagination is violence free We're all in a one and one is all So throw away the guns and the war's all gone Throw away the hunger and the war's all gone Throw away the fighting and the war's all gone So there you go. That was Jake Burns and the Boys. So this guy's cranked out three albums in three years. Uh, yeah, three fantastic albums too. Well, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess seventy nine. Well, I was saying I didn't listen. I, I never listened after the first two albums, but I did know that song. I have like a, I have a best of by them that's got some cool stuff on. It. You know, he did, they did some stuff later that was kind of cool, like Strummerville and. Yep. I don't even know what I don't know what albums those were from. Much later, I think nineties, wasn't it? Or Strummerville was. I don't even know if that's an album. Oh, that was that was for a Joe Strummer like compilation. Maybe they album. just did. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe it had, a, had this like it's like a double disc best of it. it had a couple extra songs on it. Your yeah. favorite two disc compilation career compilation. <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, for another time. So, yeah, they they put out an album a year. Uh, so they did Implamo Blood Serial in seventy nine. Nobody's Heroes in eighty. They did love li- Nobody's Heroes. Love they, it. Yeah, I did too. They did their live album in uh, another album in 80. That was Hank's. Then Go For It in 81. And their fourth studio album, Now Then, in 82. And then the band split. Mm. And then, but then they reformed and put out an album in 91, Flags and Emblems, I believe, was their okay. next studio album. And that's when they had Bruce Foxner from the Jam playing bass with them. Mm. And he played bass with them for about. Ten years, I believe, and put out they put out like three albums. And it's funny because the original bass player is back in the band now. He is, yeah, he is, and uh, and he's he's great too. But then they did an album just like a couple of years ago, right? They did a really yeah, yeah. really not, good uh, album. Not going back or something. Holy like that. shit! Now that's that's almost six years old now. Good I'm luck. not going back. That was on my top year end list one year. I really like that record actually. Yeah, that's 2014. That's a great album. It was actually. it was a very. Um, it, it kind of went against type because it was very, very personal, and it kind of was dealing with Jake's depression and that kind of thing. And it was yeah, exactly, but, exactly. But it, but it was a good album. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, he's very. Wait, brave. it's one of those things. You know, I enjoyed it. It was six years ago now, right? Five years ago, six years ago. Yep. I really enjoyed it, but I never pulled out. Twenty fourteen. I actually played it a little bit ago because I saw someone online dissing it. So I was <laughs> like, hold on a second. No, this is actually a really good album. So I went back and played it. And uh, Liars Club is a great song. My Dark Places is a great yeah, song. Yeah, My Dark Places. That's the one yeah. I'm trying to think of. That's like the kind of de facto title track. If you yeah, know. yeah, that and that's the one Jake deals. And, with And his, when I saw them, uh, they depression. were they were actively touring behind that album. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they did. They did do a couple, couple, three songs off it. Not enough to irritate you, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's important I, I don't, stuff. I, you know, I, I hate these people who can't listen to anything new ever. You know. Right. I agree. But with by you the there. same token, you want to hear mostly classics. I get that. Yeah. I'm right there too. Yeah. And that's and and I don't mind a good story or some good between song dialogue between song banter. As a matter of fact, I think that really enhances the show a lot. Mm. But some, but not not if it takes away from the fact that man, you could have played like three more songs if you wouldn't have, you know, well, wasted I, my time. Other well, crap. Well, it's funny because it because it was though the 40th anniversary of inflammable material. Um, yeah. 
it was interesting hearing him discuss those songs, you know, and what he was thinking when he wrote them and that kind of thing and, you know, how that stuff came about. Well, it was so, a different time, you know, well, especially, what was yeah. going on in Ireland. And, yep, yeah, exactly. Them coming from Belfast and that and actually dealing... That would be interesting because they've always been sort of, you know, they've always been very political, but they've always been very cautious. It'd yeah, be they, interesting to be interested they, to have a real candid conversation with them. Yeah, I mean, they they never really took a side, which was really interesting. You know, no. either either the you know the Protestants or the Catholics. You know, they never really took a side. But I think the band just... had both, right? Huh? I think the band had both, right? Yeah, I'm I'm sure they did. Yeah, I'm sure they did. And they were obviously fought, they were in Northern Ireland, so um, I. Well, I it's it's funny because you know I I, the, a lot of bands politics lately have been irritating me, um, but I generally like political punk bands in, in, in general I like them but sometimes they've been irritating me lately and I think because it's become too sort of partisan-y and not like from a human perspective like Stiff Little Fingers did politics but it was from the perspective of the working man from the perspective of like a human perspective rather than a like a partisan or you know conservative liberal kind of perspective you know mm-hmm. so we need more of that well, I mean, yeah, I mean, alternative Ulster, I mean, the first the first words are, you know, the fact that they don't have any any places to play because of, yeah. the, because of the troubles and stuff. And, you know, and you were actually taking your life in your hands back then, you know, mm. going out dressed as a punk or whatever. It's, uh, yeah, it's powerful stuff when you're looking back, but it seems like ancient history now, right? I mean, because... I guess. Yeah, I mean, do they, even teach it, do they even teach it in history? Well, yeah, uh, and, and very distant. It, it always annoyed me tremendously when some american punk bands would try and jump on that bandwagon like um mm-hmm. who the who the hell was it um uh wrote songs about the, the troubles yeah uh oh, i guess i don't even know it was a you know what uh i it'll it'll, it'll come to me but anyway they i just they, don't like hear you two talk about it well, at least they were from there, no, you know. At least, but you know, it was it was, it was an American, you know, American band talking about how oh the Brits should stay out of Ireland, blah 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 blah, without doing any research or having any real knowledge on the thing at all, you know, and the fact that the people it's, it's in the pretty easy to be anti-British, you know, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah, I know, but that uh, whole imperialism thing, you know. Yeah, but the fact that the uh, you know all the people that all the Protestants that live in Northern Ireland actually want to stay part of the United Kingdom. They don't want a United Ireland, you know, yeah. but let's, let's bypass that. They, they don't count. Anyway, look, I'm, they, they're getting me angry. <laughs> Next thing. Yeah. I don't want to get you on a Morrissey like Grant. I know who it was. It was down by law. Wow. Those I mean, they weren't around till the nineties, were they? Those buffoons down by law. Yeah. I don't mind down by law, but they weren't, I mean, I have a few of their albums. Weren't they nineties or did they start in the eighties? I don't know. The album, the album I'm specifically thinking of, I think came out early two thousands. Oh really? Uh, but yeah. Um, but Jesus, anyway, I didn't notice that anyway. It's them who got me angry. So there you go. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. No, that's all right. Yeah. So those were our, those were our favorite shows of. Yeah, and let me give you a because you had an all two thousand nineteen and mostly and mostly all punk rock. Uh yeah. Mostly yeah. Except for Morris. Yeah, except for, except for Morrissey, yeah, but you know, I'd argue that he's more punk rock than a lot of bands touring today that are supposedly punk rock bands. But anyway, there you go. Um, I also saw Adam Ant, and that was a fantastic show mm. too. Yeah, two hour show. He did a lot of his old stuff. I mean, not his not his stupid hits and stuff like that. He actually did a lot of stuff from his first album. No Goody Two Shoes. Uh, they did do Goody Two Shoes. He <laughs> did do that because he's got to keep all the he's got to keep. See, when I was a kid, happy, he was right? a pop. He had that brief like run as a pop star when I was like ten years old. Oh yeah, and yeah. So you know, I have 
that's that's what I really knew of him. It wasn't until years later I heard his early stuff, the kind of antics in the Forbidden Zone stuff, that I was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like I said, he did he did some of that stuff in his encore as well. So that that was that was pretty cool. But he put on for someone as old as he is, he put on a very very active show. He was all hmm. over the damn stage, and he played for over two hours. And yeah, that was a really good show. And it was the middle of the summer in the city, so that was a fun night. Which where what venue was that at? That was at uh, the Vic, which is pro- oh, okay. probably actually my favorite venue in Chicago. Never been there. The Vic is a really really nice smaller theater, you know. So uh, yeah, that was a good one. But there was plenty of good shows this year. When I was I started, you know, compiling for for doing this. Um, I don't know if I went to like fifteen shows or something like twenty shows, something like that this year. So See, it was good. It's, so I have one of these at, at work in my cubicle. I have one of these big giant calendars. Mm-hmm. And I literally write nothing from work in there. It's all like my kids' birthdays and my anniversary and shows. That's that's my big calendar. And I, I've been averaging about 30 to 35 shows a year. And I and at the end of the year, of course, it's time for my new calendar. So I go to count the old one up. I went to 25 this year, okay. which I got to say, honestly, is a little disappointing because I think I did 35 last year. But it was just it was a down cycle for the type of bands I like. Well, and yeah. I, can already mm. tell, I can already tell that 2020 is going to be better. Because I've already got tickets for three things now in the spring. Now, granted, that's the spring. It's a long time till March, you know. But well, I really us. am optimistic about this. I, I, I think there's a. I'm sorry, what were you gonna ask? Go ahead. No, tell 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 us which shows you got tickets to already. Well, yeah, you and I are g- gonna go see Sloppy Seconds at Reggie's in Chicago. That's at the beginning of April. Indeed. Yep. And I'm super looking forward to that. I've become pretty good pals with those guys over the years. It's at the small, like the small bar side of the club, which is very intimate. And uh, Bull Weevils are opening, and another band, another cool band from the Chicago area called Vacation Bible School. That is going to be a ton of fun. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Look so I'm looking forward to that, that and I hopefully you and I can get to go go see Bucket of Blood. Yeah, the record store. Yep. Yes. Yeah, I'll and take, I'll uh, I'm there. actually, and I might try to talk into this too. Obviously, you know, you're a grown man, you do what you want, but we are going to go the next night up to Green Bay to do it again. Oh. Which okay. is, I don't know how far, three hours from you? I don't know how far that is, honestly. Green Bay or Milwaukee? I'm sorry. Green Bay. Green Bay's further than that, I think. Green Bay's yeah, I think like it, five it's, hours, it's, I think. See, I don't think it's that far, but it's, it's a ways. But we, so I grew up in Wisconsin, and I've never been to Green Bay. My parents weren't sports fans. The Packers, obviously, we play up there, and we just didn't, you know, we didn't have any money. We didn't travel that much, you know. I didn't go to the Wisconsin Dells till I was like thirty-five. But we uh, are really missing much, Tom. We are missing I have much. No idea. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just sounded like it from what the other kids were saying. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, we're gonna go up to Green Bay, and uh, that, that's gonna be a fun show too. Actually, the Jetty Boys are opening, which are a pretty cool band from Sheboygan. I don't remember the Jetty Boys back in the day, um, and. Uh, one of Reverend Norb from Boris Sprinkler. It's not his band per se, but he plays in the band. They're called the Smart Shoppers. They're opening that show. So, okay. so that's that's the beginning of April. So I'm really looking forward to that. I always try to go to a least a couple shows, and I'm only going to make those two this year because it starts like at the beginning of my kids' spring break, and I'm actually we're going to take a little take a little time away. And if I come home, like. Monday afternoon, hungover, and I'll be like, hey, baby, you got the car packed, you ready to go? I think I'm going to be in bad shape, so we're going to – I'm not going to go see him Sunday night in Detroit. I'm going to go to those two. And then in March, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with my pals at the Record Farm and uh, see the Queers and Flamingo Nosebleeds, another punk band playing on that bill, and there's a couple thrash bands. That's going to be a good time. Uh, An instrumental Japanese surf – japanese inspired surf band is playing. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's in an old – like the old restored theater and – 
Logansport, and uh, I'm thinking while we're on vacation, I'm actually going to catch subhumans down in St. Louis. So, I mean, that's a lot to look forward to, more than you know a summer's worth last year. So, so you have tickets to both Sloppy Second shows I and do. the I have... uh, and the Queers one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've I've got tickets to three shows too, actually next year. So I've got tickets to the Sloppy Seconds at Reggie's that you were talking yep. about. And I'm not going to be able to go up to Green Bay with you because I'm actually going to another show that week. I'm going to see the Subhumans. They're playing at uh, the Subterranean. Now, what night are they playing? I think they're playing on the... Well, what is Sloppy Seconds at Reggie's? Is that a Saturday? Uh, Friday. Friday? So the Subhumans are playing Friday. So they're playing the following Friday. At the oh, sub- the following Friday. Yeah, I'm the like, following oh, Friday. Dude, how are you going to do that? Yeah, okay. no, they're playing the following Friday. So subhumans yeah, they're playing, playing in St. Louis. I want to see like the eighth or something. I think we're going to be passing through. So I think I'm going to bring my younger boy. We'll go. Yeah. Kick it down there. Um, it's a, there's a cool venue down there in St. Louis, which honestly is not that far from Chicago either. What three four hours probably. Um, but that's a pretty common tour. But it's called Fubar. I think they're changing names to Red Flag or something like that. But it's a cool punk venue. I've been there because I saw Sloppy, Sloppy play down there on a different tour. Well, and this <laughs> so is, I've, re- I've literally been all over the Midwest watching these guys play. This is St. Louis you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I say I don't think it's all that far from Chicago. It's pretty convenient. Like I know we've seen Slop. We saw Sloppy I think in Chicago and then shot down to St. Louis if I'm not mistaken. In a perfect world, we would go Sunday night in Detroit, too. But now from Green Bay to Detroit is a hike. Mm-hmm. It's probably eight hours or something. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm going to go on vacation with the family. I just can't. I have to be around to help a little bit. I can't just show up at the last minute and say, hey, you ready to go? So, yeah, but I'm I'm pretty excited. about. Okay, so you got, I'm sorry, you got subhumans, you got sloppy. What's the other one? Um, uh, Amel and the Sniffers. Uh, ah, yes. May 1st at Lincoln Hall in Chicago. Now, what so that's that? a good is, one. Is that a weekend or is that during the week? I think it's a Thursday. Something so, like that. So, I'll so take how, Friday how big off. is this place? Uh, Lincoln Hall. I've never actually been to Lincoln Hall, but I believe it's a pretty smallish venue. I believe it's mm. about seven fifty. I would, I think, but like I say, I've never saying, been. I know you were saying they're playing. They're playing Detroit too. Um, yeah. at a venue that I've never never been to actually. Yeah, I think the next night, right? I think so. So like they're that. playing. So Sloppy's playing in Detroit at a venue I've never been to either, which kind of bums me out that I'm not going to make it over there. It's in Hamtramck, which is Hamtramck is this little town that is one hundred percent contained by detroit it's in detroit it's mm-hmm. like a little island inside the city of detroit but it's like so much safer than the city itself and it's really a hot spot for clubs and shows and stuff it's a real cool area it's an interesting area because it's like half old polish and half uh arabs hmm. okay. but anyway yeah i'm, I'm kind of bummed out i'm not gonna be able to make that and in a perfect world but it's just the way they the way they kind of routed it it just doesn't really work for us to go to both and I, because i've never been to green bay and I, I just I want to get up there and check it out. So, okay, we've also got. I mean, those are the tickets I've got. So, Amel and the Sniffers, Subhumans, and Sloppy Seconds. Um, but also, yeah, there's that Queers thing in uh, Logansport or whatever, yep, which I'm probably going to try and make that. And if I don't go to that, they're playing Reggie's on the twentieth. Um, yeah, they're playing Reggie's on Friday, and they're playing Logansport on Saturday. Yeah, that Reggie show is pretty loaded for. For a bill, too, actually. Yeah, Queers and Do- Dolly Rots, and uh, yeah, there was another yeah. couple of bands playing, too. And, uh, I can't remember who I was playing, but yeah, it looked like a pretty cool show. And I think that might be in the small side, too. Oh, okay. What yeah. is going on with these bands? They just don't draw. I don't know if they don't draw or what, but I noticed with this Sloppy Tour, having seen them, I think I saw them a dozen times in the last 10 years or something. Some Sometimes they'll do West Coast, and I won't go catch them. We did fly out to Vegas to see them one year, one year but... Um, but usually they do Midwest. We try to catch them two or three times. Um, but I noticed the, the venues are not getting bigger, but the ticket prices are going up, which I'm okay with. You know, 
if I'm going to Chicago to see a show, whether the ticket's $20 or $12 is not going to make a lot of difference in the big yeah, picture. True oh. enough, true enough. Why don't you give some of our listeners just a basic background on Sloppy Seconds? Because you love them so much. I do. They're from the mid- We're going to talk about them a lot in upcoming episodes, so I don't want to get into it too much because, I, I have, like I said, I have a couple of shows that will probably focus on them quite a bit. But um, they're from Indianapolis originally. Um, they came to play Grand Rapids about... 10 or 12 years ago and through a weird circumstance and chain of events, we got to know them a little bit and they, I'm not saying they know us by name necessarily, but they definitely know us by face. And we kind of follow them along around my buddy, Scott and I, a couple of guys in their mid forties, respectable guys in their mid forties, follow them around kind of like the grateful dead when we, when we can. <laughs> Did you say respectable? Well, I mean, pretty, <laughs> I mean him at least. Yeah. There He's got go. important jobs. Yeah. So they've been going since the mid '80s, right? Mid '80s, yeah. They've oh, only okay. had one membership change the whole time. Oh wow, that's amazing. They uh, they they have not put out a ton of stuff. They only have four LPs out, and uh, a live album and a couple EPs, some seven inches and stuff. They uh, they're geographically challenged now. Two of the guys are still in Indianapolis. One is in Nashville, which is not that far, and one is in Seattle. Okay. So they oh. can tour for you know they're 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 in their fifties obviously mid fifties I'm sure they you know they could tour for a week or two a year so yeah but yeah they're just one of my favorites they're they're destroyed album from eighty nine so it's funny because they're calling this their thirtieth anniversary tour and I'm just like I'm gonna give them a hard time when I see them like dude what is this the thirtieth anniversary of your first album came out in eighty nine so that's thirty one years <laughs> the band started in like eighty five so that's like thirty five years but hey, it yeah. doesn't matter yeah um, but yeah they're uh, they're always fun to see them. They always got limited merch. I've bought so much crap merch from them over the years. I have one of those. Uh, if you ever see my uh, beat up old white Impala, and, and, and I have a, I have a sloppy seconds license plate ring in the back. Oh, there you go. So nice. yeah. Well, you, I, must, I must admit, I hadn't really heard them until uh, until you turned me on to them, but I do enjoy them a lot too. They're very politically incorrect, very funny. They, they very, definitely are. Very very funny. But yeah, but the, the crowd hasn't shit. turned on them like they have the queers. You know, like the queers have been turned on. Joe is kind of like a minor Morrissey in that he's a, really a provocateur. He loves to rattle people's cages. Mm-hmm. You know, come out in, in come out like in, uh, you know, come out backing a police officer in a conflict or something. If there's like one of those things going on, something like that. It's just right, like right. Career, career suicide for a punk, you know. But I think he just likes to jerk people around. Yeah. Well. So. But sloppy and seconds, and sloppy seconds are funny and uh, good, good songs, songs. Good songs. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing with the queers, though, man. That love songs was a retarded album. Joe King is a great, great songwriter. I mean, he. I think he could have been like a pop songwriter. Yeah. But you know, he likes to write songs about boobs and beer and stuff. <laughs> so all the stuff. Nothing wrong love, with that. All the stuff we love to hear. Exactly. Yeah. So what are we? What are we doing here? To let's see. Where are we at? Where are we at? We had an hour yet. Yeah, we we're are. Gonna, we are at an hour. So we, do you want to keep creeping up? You know, I think our last show was longest, wasn't it? Ninety six minutes or something. Yeah, we did have a guest though, so you know. It's true, but it was yeah. basically like a feature film. It was like a feature film. Yeah, <laughs> keeping people busy on the drive home. How was that? Yes. Yeah. Well, so if you want to wrap it up, do you want to play one last song, and uh, it'll tie into the, to our new intro, as a matter of fact. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, all you young kids. I've already heard this song, but if you haven't, well, wait, let's do one thing first. Okay. Let's do one thing before we do that. Gotcha. Or do, no, forget it. We can do that after. <laughs> okay. See how we fly by the seat of our pants? Okay. So we're going to do, we're going to do the great, uh, one of the greatest punk rock songs of all time. We're going to do Sonic Reducer by the Dead Boys. Yeah, I agree. The Dead I... Boys, the Dead Boys were originally from Cleveland. 
and uh, moved to New York City, of course, we're part of that legendary CBGB scene. And a matter of fact, our sort of ripped off mascot is uh, Stiv Bader's. Indeed, he is. Uh, poor rest in peace, Stiv. Um, we figure uh, his family won't sue us, so I hope not. Uh, and uh, yeah, like you said, I think it's one of the probably the ten greatest punk rock songs of all time. It's definitely in the top ten um, for me, anyway. So, definitely, yeah. I mean, the whole first, the whole first Dead Boys album and the second Dead Boys album too. They only made two albums, right? But uh, yeah, Young, Loud, and Snotty. Yeah, uh, it's the first uh, album. Poss- you know, top ten of all time. Yeah. So this is uh, the Dead Boys with Sonic Reducer. So I wouldn't even. Oh, it still I, gets me pumped up. Yeah, I, think for, I probably heard that for the first time when I was a teenager, and it was already like ten years old. Those, op- those opening so chords, man. Those opening chords. When I went to see the, you know, the uh, the, the first the first time we met, 
the first time we met um yep, i was yep. actually going to see the dead boys that night yep, yep. and um yeah with it, only, only two original members obviously you know stiv passed like 10 years ago or whatever but uh I think like early 90s wasn't it um oh was it was it that long ago damn well time time flies when you're having fun man it's it, all right yeah it does but but just you know they they basically they basically played the first album in order and uh you know so to open this open to open the set is is uh sonic reducer I just, you know, I just, I just. I mean, they must have played Ain't It Fun and stuff like that too later, right? Oh yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they only have. They what? could almost. I would say they could pretty much. Play, I mean, they only Both have like albums. twenty yeah. songs. They could <laughs> play them all. <laughs> pretty much, I think they probably did. But I'm just saying, man, that just hearing that live, it's something I've wanted to hear, you know, all my life, really. So that was uh, that was fantastic. So. Never got to see the original lineup. No, I ne- I never did. Unfortunately. Did you ever see Lords of the New Church or no? I did. I saw Lords of the New Church, and I, in fact, I got Stiv to sign an album for me. So, huh. um, I actually have Stiv's autograph on my wall. So he I've was... never really listened to that. Was that something I need to listen to? Um, it might be a bit too glammy and uh, uh, kind of mainstream for you. The first I only album have enough was room good. In my life for, I only have enough room in my life for Gary Glitter. I don't have enough room for. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, you know, okay. the new church. how about Gothy Glam? How's that? A bit, you okay. know, Gothy Glam. But they started to get it, a bit silly. It's on my silly. list. Maybe twenty twenty. Of the year. Yeah, they started to get a bit silly towards the end. I'll tell you what, though, on one of our shows, I'll play, uh, I'll play some of the dead, off the Lords of the New Church first album. Um, Is that out, the one you got yeah. signed? Um, I actually got him to sign one of uh, one of his solo records. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but he was super, super nice guy. Super nice guy, just wandering around outside this radio just station. Guys, a kite wandering around. He, he probably was. Yeah, but I'd say he was five two. Really? Five, three. Yeah, he's short. Short guy, and he's probably huh. wearing, he's probably wearing heels too. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he could he couldn't have been cooler, you know. He couldn't he couldn't have been nicer. So that was mm. uh, that's that's a good memory. But uh, anyway, what was it you were what was it you were to bring up? Oh, 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 what we're gonna listen to for next time? Oh, okay. Um, but I, I was gonna say we should do that we should do that before the song, but then we would have had to run out, and then we would have our our outro music and it would have just been it would have been too much too yes. much yeah you're exactly right so what so, are we what are we going to listen to next week so i think i think we've agreed that we both like um we both enjoyed both reviewing the same album right so yes I think we're going to try, and do try that, that a again. little bit yeah we're going to try and do that again next time so good luck finding albums that neither of us have ever listened to though yeah <laughs> but so but what this are, is brand this is brand new actually i don't even think it doesn't come out till next friday so okay so you've, you've got the, a you've got a, a pre-release or something Yes, I, I, you know, as someone who's been reviewing records now for a very long time, I get a lot of, a lot of mail, and uh, this is, and we're gonna actually listen to the new Drowns album, which is uh, on Pirates Press. They are a newer band, but they, um, the guys come from established acts. I know, like, um, one of the guys is at least one of them was from a band called Shell Corporation that I never listened to, but I know a lot of other people like. Oh, I can remember John talking about them. Yeah, the name of the album is uh, "Under Tension." Under Tension by the the Drowns. Yeah, it's a, it's a okay. ten track album, something I can't remember. It's it's I uh, I think you and I both cheated and listened to it just a just a little bit. Yeah, but and, yeah. and funnily enough, uh, tying back to last week's show, um, eleven songs. The drown the Drowns' first album was called view from the bottom and came out in 2018 and ricky frankel loved was it, it 2018 yeah, okay. it was, yeah it was 2018 ricky frankel loved it and reviewed it really really well at the time so i actually i actually have their first album so i was kind of i was like oh the drowns i've heard of them before so yeah I, and i did enjoy it their first album was really good too so i'm looking forward to listening to this tom i think it should be really good all right cool yeah I- 
Uh, yeah, the little bit, I, the little bit, I, I actually reviewed their single, their first single a while back. Or no, I'm sorry, wasn't their first single. I think it was a single, just kind of a hold me over single between the between the two records. I think it came out last year, maybe even earlier this year. What's it called? The sound. But it's not. It's not on the record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that came out in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, it's not on this new record. So. Okay. But yeah, so let's do that, and we'll uh, we'll come back and talk about it, or maybe we'll have another guest, or who knows? We'll keep them keep them get keep them guessing. Yep, keep them guessing, keep them guesting. So, all right, hey, if you want looking for us, you can find us at uh, Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. Yep, or Punk Till I Die. So come over there, and give us a like. We've been trying to put up a little bit of other. Uh, we've actually been putting up a little bit of other content too. Um, yeah. As, as and we uh and yeah punk till i die 77 at gmail.com yep send us email too yeah and i'll so, I, I promise i'll promise i'll find the password and get it find it, it. maybe week. maybe we'll read it next time if you have anything yeah. intelligent to say yeah but uh but yeah. <laughs> there, there you go and we'll be the judges of that <laughs> yeah exactly like we're yeah, yeah. <laughs> irony irony yeah but anyway we'll see we'll see everybody next week all right buddy yeah talk to you next week sounds good see ya bye everybody